All right, you ready to dive in, baby doll? Yeah. Miss Mary. Always you know. here to support. You know, you just, you're always so supportive of everything. Ditto. <laughs> All right. And I think we're live. Woof. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Mary. <laughs> My support system over here, just always cheering me on. I need some pom-poms. That's the only thing that's we lacking, do. I feel like. We gotta get you pom-poms. <laughs> or like, uh, what's those... You know when you were a kid and you had the, like the hand clappers, that <gasps> you, I you shook them back those. and forth and it clapped for you. It didn't sound like a clap, but they were just so much fun. It was they like, were epic. Clap, 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 clap. It was amazing. <laughs> I loved those. Good memory. Those and the snap bands. The snap bands were my spot. I could see that. I could really see that, Kate. Thriving as a child, we would have mm-hmm. been friends as kids. Just so you know. I know. I was the nice tall kid. So Same. I got picked on and was just really mean of you. Picked on me. Don't do that. Gosh. <laughs> I was tall too. Five nine by the age of twelve. Really? Yeah. Aww. Were you an early uh, bloomer in, in the height game? You know, I remember being really tall, at least by like second and third grade, because that's when I remember everyone started yes. bullying me a lot more, and mm-hmm. then I just was like savage as fuck about it. But, yeah, I do, yeah, I do queen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went home, you know, recently for the holidays, and I was talking to someone who I've known since I was like four. Love him to death, absolutely. His name's Dusty. He like. Me and my other girlfriend, Kayla and Katie, we all like took over the tire swing and recess. And oh. I don't know why, but we just didn't want to share it. We just, you know. It'd be like that sometimes. I think recess was like really short time and we just, we, we liked our tire swing, man. But all of a sudden, <laughs> for some reason, we let Dusty on the tire swing. I don't know what made us let him in, but uh, we never, we just keep him forever. So still to this day, we're friends. And he was like, you were tall when you were five. I'm like, oh, I was? Like, <laughs> I don't remember, but I guess you do. He was like, you were almost the teacher's height. Like, no. Supermodel <laughs> energy from the get-go, honey bun. I know. They always told me I, like I should be a supermodel. Even I went to the, I think, Barbizon. I don't know if they had it everywhere, but I know they had it in Tampa. For like modeling school, whatever, you know, they just take everyone's money and tell everyone their daughter's gorgeous. <laughs> but they were like, she should use or she should lose like maybe 30, 40 pounds. Mind you, I was 13. I wow. was probably like 125 wow. max at that point. Like, right. Can a human be 80 pounds? I think I wow. know kids that are 80 pounds. What? <laughs> wow. So it didn't work out for me. But they taught me how to wash my face and age like Meryl, baby. Well, so. I'll tell you what, honey. Your skin looks flawless. <laughs> that routine, though. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Barbazon, for taking all my mom's money and just teaching me to <laughs> cleanse, tone, and moisturize. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of poise, though. So I think you oh, definitely thanks. got that as well. Oh, I actually did keep the walk t- or the the stance too. If you don't Love ever that. notice how I stand, I'll always stand with like one foot uh, facing you and one to the side. Love. And yeah, they taught you to do that. And like, that's how models stand is the you look like a clock pointing at like 315 so or interesting 1215. Whatever. Yeah, three o'clock. Right. Yeah. Say three because yeah, three and 12. Yeah. There we go. I had to think about I it. I love that. See? They say models are dumb. We can tell time. <laughs> hey, that can be tough sometimes. <laughs> That's why we have the, is it analog clock? Yes. Uh, Wait, is that an analog clock? Which one? songwriter. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> We're not helping. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now that we've, you know, shoot the shit a little bit, as we do. You uh, know how we do. Mm-hmm. Mary, I would I would love to say welcome to Better Together, but welcome back to Better oh, Together, it's honey. It's good to be back. <laughs> MK back, y'all. Mm. Yes. 
we're doing it because, you know, sometimes life likes to throw curveballs at us. This and, is true. Uh, this is true. Girl, I'm not even lying. Like how I told you when I... So fun fact for everyone listening, Mary had come in. We had an amazing chat. It was we great. We did great. We it loved it. Okay. It was a great freaking time. And then I went to go put it into my computer and something just died. I don't know why. It Gosh. just it wasn't there anymore. Mm. It was not in my recorder. It wasn't anywhere. So um, I probably just to the nail went everywhere. I went to my manufacturer of an SD card. I don't even know <laughs> if anyone knows how to reach out to a manufacturer of an SD card because it took like 10 steps. Wow. But I did it. That's dedication. <laughs> it was a really good interview. But, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit... Um, a little bit sad the world will never know what went down, but also kind of like, ha, 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 they'll never know about the first interview. <laughs> but here we are, take two. It's going to be epic, and yes. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for having me back. It definitely could have been a situation where you're like, well, you know, we didn't get this one, but let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, lo- I loved the way you handled it because I, like I said, I really don't want to waste people's time. So I hated to, the last resort was telling you, hey, I need mm. you to come back and do this again. Like, give me more hours of your time. Even though I know you love being here and you're very supportive, which is one of my favorite things about you. Thanks, Queen. I just didn't want to ask that of you unless I had to. And people always get nervous, you know, when they ask those things like, hey, can I have to admit that I was wrong? I have to admit something happened. Right. And I think it was a great learning moment for me to mm. figure out now we're live recording. Okay, we're keeping yes. this going. Yes. Uh, I learned new things, but you handled it with such a poise as well that well, thanks. it's a good reminder. It's not always that scary. Other people will be as understanding as you would probably be. You know, yes. I'm not, I wouldn't be mean to you over a situation right. like that. So. Right. 100%. Well, this is it the cool, me get out of my head. This is the cool boss queen energy that like um I know I sent you ferociously long voice messages in response. We went back <laughs> Those and forth are texting. Yes, yes, queen. And like this is the uh you know, the quote unquote non-glamorous parts of mm-hmm. running a business, running a podcast, being a boss. Sometimes things don't um they're not straight lines. You have to squiggly line it a little bit. And yeah. I think Man, I feel a little bit honored that I get to be part of a squiggly line. Thanks. So I'm excited <laughs> to be here. And um, the vibes are fierce, just like before. And we still got the animals loving. You know, this time they're actually being good. I got like some sleepy animals. So thank you for letting mama work. Y'all little never want to do that. Little kitty cat to sleep <laughs> and I love it. I know. They're both just like, let's take a nap while mom does the work Aww. thing so that we can live the life. Thriving. Yeah, they're thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Mary, I still would love to go over some stuff with you. Uh, mainly, you know, like I had said about, it's amazing how you really do blaze your own path. And I think that you're just an extremely positive person and you just exude so much happiness, so much light onto people and support. And I love you for it. So love you too, baby. Yeah. I can say the same for you. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny as I always wonder if like, I have those intentions, but you always wonder like, is it being really perceived, Mm. you know, is... I think I get in my head too. And then when you do that, you overdo it. And they're like, damn, that girl's like really fake happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That's the thing too. Sometimes people are going to miss your energy. And you know what? That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So a big one, uh, working for yourself is like, one of the greatest joys in life, but yep. it's also one of the biggest struggles in life because, right. you know, you're the one that has to do everything. No, you don't answer to anyone or ask anyone to go helping you with stuff. So what we see is, you know, also a product of 
years of work and like we were just saying, a whole bunch of unsexy stuff. Yep. So, I mean, how do you kind of keep a good head on your shoulders when you're the woman in charge? You're HBIC, baby, and you are. Uh, But how do you keep your head on straight so that you can just put out the best that you want to get? Wow, that's such a good question. Um, You know, I was in a meeting the other day with a CEO here in town of a of a really big company, mm-hmm. obviously he's CEO, um, <laughs> a music guy and very respected in town. And uh, he said to me something that I had never really thought about before. Maybe everyone has thought of this, but he said, you know, Mary, at the end of the day, if you are successful, the buck stops there with you. You were the reason. If you were not successful, it also lands on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, duh, people open up doors for us. They give us chances. We can go nowhere without others. But um, that definitely was like, wow, you know, um, that's why it's so important for us to give it all we've got because nothing's going to be handed to us, you know, and and I really think that um, I've just fallen in love with the process of getting up every single morning and, you know, I've really fallen in love with literally every single day getting up going to the writing room and just seeing what's created and just giving it my best, you know? Yeah. And I feel like if you do that, we don't have any control over you know, as a writer, what happens after we write the songs? Um, we have no control if they're yeah. going to get recorded. We don't have any control over how they're going to do once they're released. Um, but we do have control over giving our best, you know, in the writing room. Yeah, that's actually true that you say that because me putting this out, you know, I I think that's one of my big fears always, too, is like, am I going to put this out and see like, wow, 10 people listen to it and I know all 10 of them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's always like a nerve wracking thing. But I think it's more it's more satisfying and just amazing for you personally if you you put it out there anyways, because that's what you want to be doing. And eventually yeah. someone will mm. They will feel that same way, that energy that you've put out. You know, energy needs other energies. They're looking, it's like magnets. They're looking to attract anything. So that's beautiful. I think if, yeah, if you put out something that you're passionate about and that you're really, you really believe in, you're really happy that you're doing, someone else is going to feel that same way. That's so true. And, you know, to piggyback off of that, you look at like the biggest stars of all time. At one point in time, they were little baby acts that yeah. no one had heard of. They did the shows with 10 people, mm-hmm. right? And um, next year with my artistry, I'm going to be releasing a lot of music. Like, and I mean a lot, Yay. a lot. And uh, I was having a conversation the other day. I was like, man, like, I mean, we're just getting the plane off of the runway, right? And I mean, this year has been really cool. Released three songs. They all did really well, mm-hmm. especially for an independent artist. Uh, and I'm super grateful. But uh Gosh, I'm really excited to see how this thing grows just with what you just said, releasing stuff that I'm really excited about that's quality and hopefully resonates with other people with the energy. And yeah. and I think, you know, we all start, you know, with zero fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like literally. Well, we all got one. Uh, most of us got our mamas, okay? That is true. That our is mamas a very are good always point. there. <laughs> that is true. They're the best, like literally. And they will say what they think about things, which I respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except I do appreciate my mother won't tell me what she thinks about the podcast because she doesn't understand how it works. I love that. <laughs> One day she will figure it out, though, and then you will hear. I know. <laughs> I'm in 
that beautiful limboy zone of she's like, <laughs> I'm so happy you're doing this. I have no idea what it is, Aww, but great job. I love that so much. <laughs> she was talking with uh, her her birthday was actually the other day, and uh, it's my mom's birthday today. No shit, really. I love that. Wow, it's yesterday. Whoa, really cool. Okay, and then continue. My my cousin, her birthday is also yesterday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> great people born around this time of the year. I know. My mom's always like, "You're birthday thief." I had that for years before <laughs> you. <laughs> and then her brother had her. Um, but she was chatting with them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, how's Kate? How's she doing?" And she was like, "She started this bloggy podcasty thing." And Megan's I like, it. "I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> like thank you, one family member that That's gets it. so cool." <laughs> and I love that you're doing this. I can't think of a better thing that you could be doing like with your gifts of like your people skills and your noggin like my gosh Kate like it's it's about time honey bun I'm really glad you're doing it talking (laughs) and listening both yeah I like having conversations with people that are a bit more deep you know I feel like for for some reason that's getting a bit lost uh Mm. maybe it's just the areas that I'm going yeah I wonder too if that's it is like if we are really losing the art and depth of conversation, or if maybe mm. I was just not putting myself in the places that those deep conversations were being had. That's beautiful. Wow. That's really a thought. Maybe I a little bit of I didn't mean both, to take you yeah. into like Voltaire's class today. Oh, I love it though. We all need to take a little bit of Voltaire sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's like, wow, I just threw us in. It's like, <laughs> let's go philosophize things. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. It can Phil- be Phyllis- on this show. Philosophize. Philosophize. I, I love like that. That's, I feel like that's it. It, it sounds very tongue. legit. Very <laughs> legit. I love it. I'm just going to believe it's a word and then people will be like, yeah, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> With confidence, anything's believable, honey. <laughs> the A for effort. Hey. Um, so Mary, uh, as you know, I talk a lot about a healthy mindset and healthy lifestyle as well. So I would love if you would kind of take us through how you started getting into a healthy lifestyle and yeah. what made you really prioritize it. Ooh, I love that. So I grew up in Kentucky, small town, absolutely love where I'm from. I will tell you, we don't eat the healthiest where <laughs> I'm from. Uh, if there's vegetables, taco you know, queen. oh, I love me some tacos and you know, uh, this is the thing. I finally came to this realization that there's so much I do not have control over in this business. Like we've discussed mm-hmm. earlier, you know, um, and just in life, like there's a lot we don't have control over, but I do have control over what I put in my mouth, what I eat. And also I do have control over if I can squeeze in, um, a workout yeah. now, even with sleep, like, I mean, you have control over that you do, but like sometimes things happen and you have to work a little bit later, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't have but control over my sleep. I'm jealous of you. It, it's it's uh, tough. Like and sometimes you can't fall asleep. But at the no, end I of the sleep day, fire alarms, girl. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what is dangerous? Be careful. But yes, <laughs> I've actually done it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I respect that so much. But I'm really glad you're you're still with us. Just saying. <laughs> I know it's really bad. If if I go to if I go to bed seven hours later, my body will wake up. It will not wake up at six hours and fifty nine minutes. Wow, it's exactly that. That's yeah. incredible. That's so what your like, body needs. If a fire alarm goes off in four hours, they'll be like, "Hey, bitch, don't burn me for another three hours." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I, that being said, like I had that realization, and so literally, I just started um, prioritizing it. I mean, I still eat a lot of tacos. I still eat a lot of candy and desserts, all the things, but. Um, I get up every morning at 6 a.m. I work out every day unless there's a specific reason why I yeah. can't, you know, or if I'm having a rest day. But um, it's really uh, been a game changer for me. And obviously, that's just the physical health. There's mental health, too, and emotional health. But um, that's been a game changer. Um, I also love that... Y- 
One of my favorite things you do for working out is like running music row. That's yes. one of the most beautiful things. I uh, uh, I started, I'm not an amazing runner and most of the time I'll start out kind of running and then just walking. But oh, for sure. Uh, I and that's great it. too. I love traveling and even if I can't travel very far, if I can, you know, even a couple hours outside of town, but even just around this town, mm. you know your neighborhood, you know the area that you live in, you know some areas you may venture out to here and there, but... You don't get to see every part of where you live. And I realized right. as I run, like, oh, this is how poor people get to travel and Gosh. see things. I can just Well, you know, this is the thing, too. You run. see it from a different perspective as well yeah. when you're walking or running. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, taking it in, too. Totally. Looking at, like, look at that beautiful house. Look at yes. that. And now it's, like, with all the Christmas lights. Oh, yes. gorgeous. And, like, it's always kind of nice to, like, literally go outside and work out when possible. Because it's like, oh, wow, this is what the fresh air yes like mm-hmm. oh there's a sun like literally yeah game changer i feel so awake when i i get up and i even though they say it's not the best thing is to like get on your phone right away for me it works i, I love f- it find what works for you i like yes. waking up and being like okay let's go through the news and i'm not fully awake i'm not ready to do anything so i'm just gonna yep. lay here and probably 10 minutes later i'm like okay yeah that's really sweet that's really sweet that part of the world sucks still cool (laughs) good to know i'm awake and i'm ready to get out of bed and i don't hate getting out like you know that feeling of getting out of bed and like yeah i'm just gonna wash my face like just do it i don't have that because i've laid in bed sat on my phone got some stuff done like finding what works for you is just the best well everyone's wired so differently too Mm -hmm. so like and i mean you know people say you know the whole phone thing but you know what they also said for years that um eggs were unhealthy so and now they're like you know what i mean you don't know i mean it depends on the person but yeah are microwaves still bad do you still probably but who knows <laughs> there's still the line when kids are weird they're like i told her not to stand next to the microwave when she was pregnant like <laughs> is that a well. thing <laughs> it might be i have no idea but you know Blame the microwave I that's know. always a sitch i'm wondering like do we just go crazy because we have phones near us because like there's radioactivity technically coming from a phone. So That's bizarre. how it works. So bizarre when you think about it. Isn't it? Kind of terrifying, actually. But yes. It is terrifying only when I watch too much about Chernobyl. And then I'm like, how radioactive? <laughs> <laughs> Spiraling mind over here. Gosh. Sign of genius. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love getting outside, taking a walk, just taking in the air. It's just the best way to wake up and really... Mm. I've heard it also is great for like your circadian rhythm. Like you that's get to realize what time of the day it is and then you'll go to sleep at the right time. Wow, that's really cool. And that's where I'm going outside? Yeah. From like when you wake that's up cool. and within that first hour, get outside and like go walk and your body will eventually understand like what time of day it really is. That's really cool. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting. Like, hmm. Oh, science. We love thee. I know. I hated school before. Now I'm like, that's so cool. I want to know more. (laughs) There's so much to learn. Why couldn't we just play as kids? And then by the time we thought something was cool, be like, now send them to school. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you were an adorable kid, though. Eh. (laughs) I bet you were cute. The hair was not good. It was not good. (laughs) I'm sure it was epic. And then I also, I mean, I did have like the scar on my face has gone down so much, but it was super like red and bright. I was actually the guinea pig for how um, people get rid of scars now. Like, yeah. So that was back in 95 that happened. I was, yeah, I was four years old. It was in like 95. Mm. Yeah. That I got bit. And the following year, the woman that still does like my mom's skin and everything and is her 
what's the word for the skin doctor? Uh, uh, dermatologist. Yes, dermatologists. Hey, Jeopardy. <laughs> right when we tell me I'm smart, I'm like, what's the word for the skin person? Oh, I thought you were asking <laughs> me, put me on this belt. Like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I was actually, because I forgot. I was going to say esthetician, but that's the rich people's skin person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, her dermatologist, she was telling me like, hey, we're starting out this new thing. So we're going to see if it like helps get rid of scars. Mm. So whenever they like shoot you so that it'll do like the laser zapping, mm-hmm. I was the guinea pig. That is fascinating. What a really cool, interesting fact. You know, if you ever play that Three Truths and a Lie, I hope you include that because that would be oh, one that everyone would be like, is it true or is it not a true? That's great idea. Just saying. Just put that in your noggin yeah, for a rainy day. Because everyone would be like, well, she does have a scar on her face. Maybe. But you know what? She probably wasn't. She probably wasn't the first. She was probably the second. It's a trick question. Like, <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> That's so fascinating. But yeah. Yeah. That was interesting time. All I cared about was that she handed out ice cream. That's the most important thing. Slap me in the face with a laser and I get ice cream. That's all I give a shit about. (laughs) Fair trade, you know. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, But yes, sorry. I was going off of loving to be outside and running and everything. That was my big thing is just being able to get into those neighborhoods, check everything out. I love going. I went to Atlanta and Charleston, was able to like just walk the neighborhoods. Gorgeous. This is the best way to really like get active and enjoy where I'm at. But I think it's a good thing for people to realize and like kind of separate working out from something you have to do to something you get to do. Wow. And we always hear that, you know, it's like, oh, well, I get to because, you know, I've used my legs. Someone else might not. And as true as that is, I don't think it really hits us until it's like something that actually connects with us. Mm. So if you find a way of like, oh, well, I get to go outside and see these beautiful things like. Yes. That's something tangible that you actually have. Like finding well, something yeah. tangible really does make the difference. And it's been um, a little flipperoo in my brain. Um, I do this for me. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not doing this for. I mean, that sounds so self centered, but like it's for your health. Which Shine of course, light on then yourself sometimes it does. You know, help your relationships. It does help you work harder and all that. But at the end of the day, like you're investing in yourself every single day taking a walk like yeah. how nice is that like literally like you can listen to music just jam out you can just like totally just like space and not listen to anything but it's your time mm-hmm. you do with it as you please yeah it's kind of nice i love it all about the mindset <laughs> yes it's man it's probably half the battle if not more you know mm-hmm. um speaking of mindset so hey. <laughs> getting into a bit more of inspiration too is like what is some really great things that inspire you to get up every day and just make it the best day possible and do what you want to do with it? Ooh, I love that. Um, Man, you know, I was really, really lucky. Uh, I have two incredible parents, my mom and my dad. They both really uh, chased after their dreams. Now, they did not do, mu- do music. Uh, my mom uh, is retired now from education, and my dad mm-hmm. owns his own business. And they both literally dug their ways out of poverty together, which is really beautiful um, from a couple standpoint. But um, I know like growing up, I would listen over the dinner table with my parents talking about their jobs and they were so passionate about what they did. Like they literally loved what they did for a living. And um, I, I think that was probably just a model of like what it hopefully will be for all of us. But also I think about how, um, 
I'm so freaking lucky. Like I literally get to get up and create songs for a living. Like that's, it's pretty weird. Like basically I get to be a little kid and finger paint all day. Like that's literally <laughs> it. So it's just like, I feel like, you know, and there's something else that um, I had read a little while back that's really stuck with me that um, every single songwriting session is like a snowflake. Okay. And this sounds really hippie, but whatever, just stick with me for a second. Everything down from the people that are in the room that day, the exact day, mm-hmm. the temperature, what we're wearing that day. Did they come in well rested? Did they come in just having a fight with their significant other? Are they falling in love right now? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's all this like even down to like literally, you know, like the temperature of the room. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, are they drinking coffee? Are they drinking whiskey? I mean, like, there's so many different pieces and you're never going to replicate that exact experience again. So knowing that, my gosh, you want to take advantage of that. And I think, you know, that uh, makes the mindset just like being so excited. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I love that. And like you said, with a snowflake, it's like, it's literally like one of a kind, like it cannot yeah. be replicated, like literally even with the same people, yeah. even if, you know, Billy Bob Sally and me get in the same room five different times, all five different times are going to be totally different experiences, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have some like really core group of people that you love mm, writing with too. And sure. you go, you put out so many different songs. They all have different vibes, feelings, emotions, yeah. and messages to them. And it's, if you see like, oh, well, it's written with these people that wrote this right. song is like, they're two completely different things. Like, yeah, but that's how people collaborate and they that's grow true. and they talk with each other. Like it is, it is impressive to see that. Thank you, Queen. That means a lot to me. And I think that's something else too. Um, I do have some amazing co-writers that I get to create with. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason I feel like the catalog of songs is so diverse um, with like, you know, what it sounds like stylistically to like, I mean, like, because just for, you know, the listeners that maybe aren't familiar with uh, what I get to do, um, I write everything from country music to pop music to uh, sync music, uh, music mm-hmm. for film and TV and ads. And so that's all like totally different, just like from a musical standpoint, but from yeah. lyrically. But I think like it's like walking in to each one of those snowflake situations and, you know, what's going to best serve the purpose of that, right? If we're writing for an artist in the room, well, what is their story? It's not about just making some dope song. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, let's make it for Billy Bob. You know what <laughs> I mean? If Billy Bob's looking for a heartbreak ballad, let's make that the best heartbreak ballad ever. But if Sally is looking for, you know, an up-tempo song that could be in a Target ad, let's do that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's going to be a different sitch each time. Yeah. I know. I'm just so happy to have you back. Now I'm just Same. crazy. The vibes are fierce. They're so great. <laughs> uh, so... Like I've said, you are, you know, my taco queen that I think mm. of. But Thank you, queen. When I think of you, the first things I also think of are just like very sweet, bubbly, happy person who is going to obviously tell me that I'm doing amazing, tell everyone else they're doing amazing. You know, you're always just showering people with so many cookies and flowers. It's just mm. cookies and flowers I are great. I love it. I love it. But I never say something I do not mean. And That's, that yeah. that is um, you know, I think that can be uh sometimes when you make a point to be really kind to folks, you know, in general, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do think that sometimes that can be misinterpreted as not genuine, but I only say things that I truly mean. You're not Period. like Regina George. Oh my God, Correct. I love your skirt. That's the Correct. ugly stuffing skirt. I actually really <laughs> like the skirt in the movie. So I was like, I okay. Too. But you know, this is the thing, like, the you Cheerios know, bracelet was weird, though. You had was to a, know was she was lying bit, when yeah, she said that. You had to know. You needed to trust the gut. But, I, you know, my mom always said you can always find something 
nice to say in a situation. And if you can't, don't say anything at all. And, you know, I, I tend to follow that advice. It's true. Um, but, you know, people that always shine on others, I feel like they also have to shine on themselves. Mm. So, you know, how do you kind of handle your mindset to put yourself in an amazing place where you feel ready to build people up with you, you know, help hold their hand and bring them up to as happy a level as you're at. Man, uh, a couple of years ago, you probably saw this performance. I feel like the whole world did. Oh. Uh, when Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton performed together. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which award show it was, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the I want to say it was CMAs. the CMA Awards. Okay, boom. Well, so I remember Justin really, really, really shared the spotlight with Chris Stapleton, who mm-hmm. at the time, huge writer at the time, but not a huge mm-hmm. artist. He hadn't had his moment yet. This was the beginning of his moment, you know? And if anything, it only made Justin look like an even bigger star. Yeah. And that was such a learning curve for me. Just because you're shining light on someone else, that does not take away your light at, at all. If yeah. anything, I actually think it probably makes you look better. Like Justin Timberlake, he like... He looked like a supernova up there, yeah. you know? And this is the thing. Like, they're totally different acts. Like, it truly does not take away. And I think uh, in life, like, my gosh, like, you know, of course, everything with me is going to go back to the writing room and creating, you know, if I can build up my co-writers, if I'm writing with an amazing melody writer, you best believe I'm going to be building them up. Let's get the best melody possible. Mm-hmm. Who cares if, like you know, Mary Cutter contributed X amount versus X amount. It doesn't matter if it was my melody in the pre-chorus. Okay, who cares? It's the song, Yeah. you know? And I would rather, you know, make it this space where, you know, we all feel like we can really contribute our best because that's when the magic and the masterpieces are going to be made, Yeah. you know? So it literally, like, it can be a selfish situation because you literally benefit from being kind, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, nothing bad ever happened to you because... Well, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Some people are too kind and then they get themselves in situations. But you know how to read the mm, room. For sure. Just being respectful and, you know, building people up, you know. Yeah. You're going to be Gucci. <laughs> Love it. And yeah, I always do remember when you tell me that I'm going to do amazing and it sticks with me. So, well, I mean a baby you. doll. And, you know, this is the thing. We have all the pieces to literally do incredible things. We all do. We I all sense do, a right? Puzzle coming. Oh yes, honey bun. <laughs> and like the literally, it's just putting those puzzle pieces together. But I think sometimes it can be hard for us to recognize how we have all the puzzle pieces. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And sometimes it just takes someone literally to stay in the obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Justin Timberlake pointing at Chris Stapleton when he hit the high note. Well, that little point, yes. it was just like, okay, like it's it's like, you know, the sky is blue. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we got to say, yo, look at that sky. It is so blue. Yeah. And everyone was like, who's this dude? And For now sure. whenever an award show happens, it's like, so these are the candidates. This person, this person, Chris, I lost. <laughs> yeah. Instantly you're like, and I lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, one thing we kind of talked about last time is I know you said you don't really journal too much. And I was thinking that's maybe because you are such a creative with your songwriting that Mm. you really are journaling and you just don't realize it. That's beautiful. Has that kind of changed now that you've heard that the outlook of how you put things into your music and what you're creating and, you know, put your mind on the paper? You know what? After we had our last convo, uh, whenever you were like, well, you kind of are journaling throughout Mm -hmm. your songs. And I was like, huh. And it was really interesting. I went on a deep dive of, oh. uh, through the catalog 
uh, I sent recently you on after. a journey. Yes, you sent me on a journey. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Wow. Yeah, that line actually was exactly what I was going through at the time. Whoa, that entire bridge. Like, I remember that falling out. Mary's mind. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I think it's probably good that at the time I didn't realize it because a lot of those songs weren't even technically for me as an artist to sing, yeah. by the way. But like, they were definitely true to where I was at. And that's really beautiful. It's, it's kind of changed. Like, man, like, all these songs are song are almost like timestamps yeah. of my life. Now, m- probably the majority of the world will never even know that verse two in some random song cut, you know, was literally a page out of my diary. Yeah, you know, but you know, it is kind of it is kind of neat being able to uh, be vulnerable without people even knowing it. Yeah. We're going to have to, like, turn you into a Netflix movie of going, like, through all of you. Imagine a Netflix movie like that. Like, you know how they have all these letters they find from 60 years ago back back in times? Like, no, let's go through my music and let's just, like, explore what was going on. That would be such a cool one. That would be so neat. Especially a couple hits down the road, you know? Yeah. Well, also, speaking of Netflix, um, your song Move It was in the Netflix movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remind me again the name of that. That was, oh, gosh. Uh, Look Both Ways. Yes, that was it. Man, that song has done a lot of good in my life this past year. My goodness. It was in the Netflix show. It was on the L Word on Showtime. It was, uh, it just got another placement, actually. I don't oh. know. Um, and I'm blanking on what, it, it's another TV show and I'm blanking on, it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, since our last talk. And then it got, of course, the United States Postal Service commercial. Yeah. So that song has really been good to me. And you know what? This is the thing. <laughs> when I did that session that day, I had no idea it was going to do this stuff. Like, literally, like, I wrote it with some buddies on a Zoomy Zoom yeah. session. It was during the pandemic and uh, I had no idea. Like, you just never know back to the snowflake situation you gotta like <laughs> cherish him all because you never know when it's gonna be the you know a game-changing song yeah and like that's really cool too is like you get a netflix movie to mm. pick it up and it's like the main song with it and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait it's it's gonna keep going and keep oh and keep going right. and keep going oh that's cool it's like you right. just every time that you like get to the top of the mountain you're like oh it gets higher cool like, yeah i love that for you and that thank you and that's something else too that's really interesting about the sync world and i'm so fresh out the turnip truck with it by the way <laughs> i feel like i'm so new with film and tv and ads but uh you can have the same song get placed over and over and over again versus mm-hmm. like you know when uh nate smith kind of recorded uh, uh wreckage and it came out i mean it is possible other people will record it as well yeah. and i have seen people doing covers but you know to release it but it probably won't have 20 50 placements like move it might yeah you know and which is really interesting it's kind of cool like as a rider you know uh, i love the country that just came it, out of you some as words, a rider as a rider some <laughs> so uh thank you baby um some things uh just kind of hit different when you know that a song can be you know part of different stories you know a movie as well as a commercial for yeah. you know shipping boxes <laughs> yeah you just don't know well it's great too is like there's just so many different feelings someone can get from that mm, one thing because like that is interesting the song that you have I'm not sure how like what your guys's goal was when you wrote it if you wanted it to be a fun song something that's empowering or if it was just like I feel like dancing and this is my song or yeah I, like I'm not sure what exactly each person wanted that to come out to but everyone's gonna hear it at a different point they're that's gonna cool. hear it maybe 
from the from the commercial and be like, oh, yeah, that is fun. And that's cool and catchy. And I'm going to go with it. And it's going to be my workout song like it was for me one week. Love. And, that makes me so happy. And then they see it in the movie and they're like, yeah, this is my song. When I get really low, I need to get pumped up. Like there's that's just really so many cool. different feelings other people can have off of that. That's really, really beautiful. And, you know, I... I was talking to one Voltaire of the co-writers. Class. Oh, I love it. I love the depth. <laughs> I was talking to one of my co-writers about this song um, that, you know, that's a writer on it as well. And Anna Graceman. And she was like, I was like, how did we even write it? Because I don't even like, I remember <laughs> being on Zoom writing it. She's like, well, you had said um, move it as a title. And we knew we wanted to do an up-tempo, just like really moving song. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of crazy. Like, we had no idea. We knew we wanted something up, something fun, something that would get you moving. Mm -hmm. And we wanted something that was very empowering lyrically. But other than that, like, yo, like, we had had no idea. It's had a life, you know, and I think it's going to keep on living. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you've had plenty of people no matter how successful you get, still tell you that you need to find a a more stable job, a more Mm. normal job, or, you know, really just be a little bit of a naysayer, kind of doubting where you're going. For sure. So what are some of the ways that you really turn out, tune out those negative Nancy's, if you want to say? I know you're from Kentucky. You learn how to put blinders on real good. You put blinders (laughs) on. And, you know, that is probably the biggest thing. You know, I think that uh, my personality type, I don't know if you're the same way, I've always wanted people to like me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, that's just always been a thing for better or for worse. Of course, that can be a good thing too, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I really have um, come to realize that this is the thing. Even when people are being jerks saying stuff like that, I have had some situations in my career where mm-hmm. I've been told some pretty intense things like, literally down like females can't write write country music which is crazy to you are not talented enough you need to move home like literally by like big people in the industry this was early on and you know people that you know i would have guessed would know what they're talking about you know what i'm saying so that's kind of like a mess with your head a little bit but you know i i finally settled on the situation that they it's hard for people to um know the full story you know what i mean like uh, like even if you were telling me something that was um you were asking for advice on, for example, like, I can't fully know what you need to do. I can give my best guess from the viewpoint that I see you at. Mm-hmm. So I say that all that being said, not to demonize naysayers. So that at the end of the day, who cares? Let them say what they're going to say. But um, to keep my noggin on, it's one of those situations like I don't have control over what people think about me. I don't have control over anything but myself. And so it's really just been, once again, like a game changer, literally putting my blinders on and just working really hard yeah. and falling in love with the process of what I'm doing. Not so much to the results. Now, I'm always going to be a, re- a very results-driven person, but, um, you know, this is the thing. If someone's saying, Mary, you can't write multiple genres of music, okay, well, I'm going to work really hard to see if I can. And then, oh, wow. I just did. Yeah. And, you know, oh, you can't be a writer and an artist. Okay, well, I'm going to work really hard and see if I can. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm doing that. Like, And I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean that more so because there's still so much room to grow. Yeah. But I think, like, instead of listening to them, it's like that can be such a distraction. But hear what they have to say. They're like, oh, okay, well, fast forward. We'll focus on what we actually can do. And, you know, nine times out of ten, like, I mean, basically anything's possible. You can prove them wrong. So that's been kind of my world. 
I'm also unbelievably stubborn. I just want to prove you wrong. I love that. That's I either phenomenal. want to prove you wrong or if you're like, I want you to admit I'm right. I'm like, yo, my stubborn ass going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, you can trust your gut. And at the end of the day, you're the only person that knows what you have to offer the world. Yeah. And you have the vision. You have the dreams. You have the drive. So literally, it, it doesn't even concern you that they care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's a hard truth that I have to remind myself still because people are always going to have their opinions. Like they're always, and like, this is the thing. I was talking to a co-writer, uh, was it today or yesterday? All the days are blurring together. <laughs> um, it was yesterday and they had turned in a song to, um, their publisher, but also their manager. Okay. And it was the same song. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them texted them back and said, I love the melody. Don't like the lyrics, though. Can you tweak? Okay. Then the other one responded and said, I hate the melody, but the lyrics are phenomenal. And they were like, this is just so weird. Like, you know, it's just like, well, once again, there's probably a middle ground. Who knows? But I think that uh, everyone's had their opinions. At the end of the day, you got to trust your gut. Yeah. You know, the biggest times I've gotten myself in trouble is when I didn't trust my gut. And so that's been a revelation just in the last couple months that, you know what, if my gut's telling me something, I, you gotta mm-hmm. kind of listen, you know what Especially I mean? Especially that female intuition. Honey We've bun, it's a thing. It. <laughs> it's a thing, honey bun. I don't know how we have it, but we do. We just we always do. know. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Same with like motherly intuition. Sure. It's like I'm I already have it with my animals. I feel like I people think I'm that. crazy. I'll be at dinner and then I'll be mid conversation like what? And <laughs> my dog just I know she did something. <gasps> She's doing it right now. That gives me chills. <laughs> I don't have a fur baby yet, but one day I will. And I hope, you know, I have that. Even in the house, there's been one time, one single time that I've Yelled at her and been like, stop doing that. And she wasn't doing it. Other than that, I've been like, mm, what'd she do? What? You just what? know. And she's like, oh, damn, I got caught. Oh, so Every precious. time. So Every precious. time I'm right. <laughs> I love it. Motherly intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that is, you know, people are super concerned with going viral nowadays. For sure. Or, you know, just we, we have to be at this really unpopular point. We have to be like the most popular on here. So mm. let's do everything that the trends say we're supposed to be doing. You know, sure. this is the hot song to do the lip syncing to right now. And this right. is the funny thing to do. It's like... If I'm not really vibing with it, I'm probably not going to do it. And if I do, people are going to be like, that's like watching a grandma try. You know, grandma was cute and all, but <laughs> she didn't get it the way that like the millennials got it. LOL. You know? It just doesn't come out right. Right. So that's one thing I love about you, too. I feel like everything you put out is just very authentic. And there's nothing that you did to be like, I have to do this so that it can go viral. Well, and thank you. I wonder if that makes you like, do you feel stressed when you're doing it because you're authentically believing in it and hoping it does well? Or are you just very confident at like, I'm going to give it my best and put it in that's the world? That's a great question because you actually care if you're if it's authentic. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you would do. That's a really good point. Well, you know, I guess it's the thing I'm trying to still find peace with and I'll probably once again always have to work on this is that there are so many pieces to making something go viral. And I've been really lucky, really blessed to have several things that for my artistry go viral in the last year. Um, but also a bunch of things that I've written for other people as well mm-hmm. that have went viral for them. And there's so many different pieces at play. That's just the end of the day. And it really was 
interesting. I had a video um, of me singing and um, it got 2.2 million views. Okay. I posted the exact same video and it got 10,000 views. Now, I mean, I ain't going to hate on a 10,000 viewer, but that is a big discrepancy. Now, one could argue, well, Mary, you had already posted the 2.2 mil. Everyone had already seen it that was yeah. looking at your stuff. So they just scrolled. And maybe that is the case. But I choose to believe that, hey, like sometimes like, it's literally the time of day. It can be like the the mood of the country, literally that. I don't know. But um, I think it's literally you just got to trust that this is the thing. Um, like I was talking about earlier, I'm going to be releasing a lot of music next year. Mm-hmm. And I know that not every one of those songs will go viral. And that's fine, you yeah. know, because this is the thing. Even if we, you know, we hate on things not going viral, like, oh, this only got 3,000 views. Okay, if you had played a show where there are 3,000 people that saw that song being performed live, you would have been like, whoa, yeah. I just played a show with 3,000 people. Now, granted, someone showing up physically to a show is not, I mean, that's more powerful than just scrolling on their phone and you're yeah. on the FYP. But I will say, like, it's all relative. And so I think, you know, enjoying um, all the all the pieces along the way definitely make it all sweeter. Yeah. I love that. It keeps it exciting, you know, you know? It does. Yeah. I'm. It's funny, too. It's like all the stuff that I have ever put out that was supposed to be you know what everyone else was doing like the trend yeah I would get like 18 likes on it (laughs) and then I think I just I didn't do it as well as others because like I said it wasn't something I truly wanted to put out and then I put out even something of like me going to a carnival and I was just like oh this is fun I like this song it just popped up as one I liked and it seemed like it fit with what I did and then there was like over a hundred on that one like there we go. That's really fascinating. <laughs> That's really fascinating. Really interesting that it works out that way. Yeah. You know? I don't know. People can sense the bullshit. They can. You're you're not wrong. And um, this is the thing. Like, for some people, those trend trending things will be authentic to them, and that's Gucci. But then you do your own thing, and that becomes a brand. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's a girl, I think it's Romy Vatlas, I want to say it is. Exciting name. Love uh, it. I'm going to have to look it up and send you to her again, but she's just hilarious. She loves just doing those voiceovers for things, but Love. she she like picks ones that are funny, sassy women that she would say something like that. You know, you could picture that. her being that person. So even when it's a trend, it's like something that she did That's that cool. you could relate to because you're like... I can see her saying that savage I shit. I can. love that. <laughs> well, you know, this is something else, too, that's been a really, really weird realization that's happened literally in, like, the last six months. Mm-hmm. So this is still very fresh. Um, we're talking about virality or whatever. I have – I had this epiphany. I had this song. It was uh, my last release. It was Mississippi Votes Blue. I love that one. Um, thank you, Queen. It was Queen. fun. It was such a fun song. Anyway, I loved writing it, loved releasing it, the whole thing. It was just super fun. Because, I mean, I got to put polar bears in a country <laughs> song. How weird is that? Anyway, so out of the box. But anyway, I had like a stream of some really dope videos popping off for like a week and a half where everything was going semi-viral on this mm-hmm. song. It was all around this song. And it hit me. I was like, this is weird. I'm not like getting that same high from the viral videos. And it hit me. I was like, oh my God, like it's not 
the number with the virality, I think it's the process of trying to make something go viral that I actually love. And the same thing has happened with some of the bigger cuts as a songwriter um, that have come out. Like whenever the song dropped, I'm like, well, that's cool. Okay, hey, what's next? But like the waiting of not knowing if it's going to come out, the the writing of the ideas, the, you know, all of that, I think that's the really exciting, tasty thing that I yeah. crave. But it's interesting because obviously we, we want great results. So like, you yeah. know, it's not like BS. Saying like, I don't care if it goes viral, if it gets cut. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm still I, hungry. I want to put food on my table. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found recently that that's actually the thing that I want to chase. And hopefully that's healthier than <laughs> focusing on the results. I don't know. Well, TBA. But um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. I was wanting to. I know we kind of talked last time you were in about a blessed failure you had. Uh, mm, from, yes. I remember you were telling me about like yes. up in Dollywood. Ooh, honey bun. Yes. Can you kind of take story me through time that again? Absolutely. So I have a question about it afterwards as well. Absolutely. So um, before I moved to Nashville, uh, before I was really getting into writing at all. I made my bread and butter from playing live shows, um, performing around Kentucky, Indiana, um, Tennessee as well, obviously, too. And there were two different venues, Dollywood and also Renfro Valley, which is very similar to Dollywood, but up in Kentucky. It's not a theme park, but they have uh, different shows that uh, where it's like a cast and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, but it's singing. And so I auditioned for both of those places both of those situations, this happened simultaneously within like a month or so together. Um, I thought I was going to get both of those gigs. Didn't get either one of them. Okay. Well, I had wanted to get those jobs so badly. Like I was literally, I was heartbroken to be totally vulnerable. I really, really, really wanted to do that. And at that time, like you know, that was kind of the pinnacle of success in my brain. If I had gotten, you know, a role to perform at Dollywood as a, as a uh, resident artist yeah. or at Renfro Valley, like that was, that was success in my world. And that is success for lots of people. That's incredible. That's incredible, you know, but I hadn't even thought about songwriting. And um, whenever I didn't get those jobs. And I can't remember if I had even um, told you this piece of the story or not. I can't remember. But I had to like not book any shows while I was oh, waiting no. for that gig because it was going to be every single day, six yeah. days a week um, for the rest of the year. So I didn't book any fairs or festivals or any gigs oh. while I was waiting in that window. And so as That's you can stressful. put two and two together, I was screwed whenever I find out I did not get the jobs. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I had literally no shows booked. And like I said, that's how I made my money was through live shows. Did they and request that of you? Do what now? Did they request that of you? Um, Not to book shows? Yeah. Wow. Well, see, this is the thing, though. If you had... Because I get where booked, they're you coming from, but it's everything. also like, dude, it there's is... only one winner. You're like kind of Correct. screwing a lot of people right now. Correct. <laughs> well, you know, and I, you know, I made it through multiple levels. At this point, it was... It was basically a shoe in that I was going to get it. Of course, I didn't get it. Aww. Nothing's final till it's final, yep. people. But anyway, uh, I remember I just started doing a little bit of songwriting. And uh, I was hosting a radio show at the time up in Kentucky and TV radio show. And right outside of Louisville. And uh, some of the guests that had been on the show, I had started writing with. Okay, mm -hmm. down in Nashville. And whenever I found out I wasn't going to be playing any shows at all, simultaneously, I was like, well, maybe I should start writing a little bit more <laughs> and you know i look back if i had gotten either one renfro or uh dollywood 
I wouldn't have started writing. Of course, writing has opened up so yeah. many doors in my life that, of course, actually circle back down to my artistry. That's what's so crazy. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, well, it didn't work out for the artistry. I'm going to be a writer now, which would have been cool, by the way, if I decided to do that. But, oh, it turns out you can do both. And yeah. this is the plan that God has orchestrated. It was a squiggly line to the max. But I'm really, really glad it happened. It was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, now that you've realized, like, yeah, that is a, a blessed failure. Like, yes. Would you change it? I feel like you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I will tell you, though, it was, it really, uh, it really broke my heart. And I think there will always be a piece of me that was like, oh, you know, but I know for a fact I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I would not change it. Please break my heart more. <laughs> 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 that's how songwriters make money break their hearts okay? break our hearts and then we'll we'll cry about it in the next uh in the next writing session i know i saw you know who esther dean is right yeah oh my god super I saw, talented i saw such a funny interview she did where she's like i need people to wreck my shit i need you to break my heart <laughs> and like she's like i always have to have a relationship it doesn't even ha- i don't even have to have a real relationship like i could look at a dude for two months and be like he's so hot i have a relationship in my head and we're getting married and we're having babies but he's cheating on me with this woman and this is making me real and he did this so now i'm super pissed at him so the day that she actually meets that physical human that she's been staring at she's like yo you've done some fucked up shit in the past two months i mean (laughs) whatever works for you get that inspo get that inspo i love it she's just like we go a little psycho but that's how i made my songs and now we've got all these badass songs is like that's incredible true (laughs) i kind of love it not gonna lie and i think there's a lot of truth in that yeah I think that I also, I was just watching Pitch Perfect the other night. Oh, so good. I, I couldn't Classic. help it. I was like, I want to watch it again. I forgot, you know how many songs they used in Pitch Perfect that no. Esther Dean wrote? Wow, I didn't realize that. Like, That's incredible. Almost, wow. I think there was like five or six that mm. were songs they performed in their... We see you, queen. Everything. Like the S&M with Rihanna oh. and uh, Rude Boy. Like there, there's so many songs that girl has That's written. That's so cool. And I think so she talented. also... Or no, Jessie J was the one who wrote um, Party in the USA. That was it. But I think she Great had... song. I think she had part cut on that one. I'll have to double check. So interesting. I would love to meet her one day. Yeah, Esther Dean. I feel like she's the shit. Genius. <laughs> I could party with her. Genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That would be a fun time. We Something might go down. I don't know. <laughs> we might get into trouble, but it'll be fun. <laughs> um, I think so, so. A big thing is just like showing up for yourself in the day. Mm. That's like you are always going to be your number one supporter. Mm. So what's some of the biggest ways that you really show up for yourself in a day? I love that so much. Um, that's a lot of good thoughts, you know. Um, I think for one, it is the uh, waking up early, having my coffee. I mean, that sounds so basic, but it really is a ritual in my but life. But you and I kind of bond on that because that's yes. me too. I love waking up in the morning and like making my Irish tea yes. and sitting on the patio while my dog chases a squirrel she ain't ever going to get. <laughs> and I just watch the steam come off. I'm like, this is so It literally nice. sets Got the tone old. for the day. <laughs> and it's just like so peaceful before the world wakes up. And I mean, I know some people are already awake, but you know, in the music industry, the world is not awake yeah. yet, you know? And I think uh, the whole probably went to out, bed two hours before that. Honestly, probably yes, you know? And uh, <laughs> those two things are definites. I think that uh, something else, too, is giving your brain a break. And I know everyone kind of hates on people to watch TV. I love that you love... love, I love TV, too. And I think there's something about literally, like, it doesn't matter 
what I did in the day, unless it's just insanity, I will sit down and eat a cookie at night and watch TV. Yes. Period. It don't matter if it's 11 o'clock at night when I get back from my session. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm still going to have my cookie and my TV time. Mm -hmm. And it is a situation. I also, like, I grew up, too. So (laughs) as a kid, I didn't really understand that a lot of different people, like, make a lot of different movies. I just knew that my (laughs) uncle worked in movies. That's cool. So every movie I saw, I was like, this is Uncle Tom's movie. So he lived in California, and I lived in Florida, and it was just kind of nice. I was like, this is my way to, like, kind of just, I guess, support in a way. But I felt, like, closer to my family watching something that they produced. So I, mean, I didn't know that. Okay, that's really cool. A lot of movies I watched, he did produce. Or, cool. Sorry, not produce. He was the, uh, oh gosh, there's a word for it. There's a word. I'm going to get the, it's where you compose. Ah. Compositor. I, wow. I'm such, there's my mind puzzle. That's I can really never cool. remember what his exact job title is. So that's I'm like, really cool. wait, break down the word. He's composing things that go onto the screen. So that's it's a compositor. Really cool. <laughs> that's so neat. That's, but, a, that's a whole nother world. I don't, very yeah. little about at this point in time but yeah. i'm fascinated it's dude now that i think about how he did it because it was back in his first movie was star wars so wow this, this was back really in like cool. early 80s and That's then like cool. indiana jones um wow any, no big deal yeah is that right? your mom's brother my mom's brother yeah wow um, that's cool and then like that's in, cool. do you remember indian in the cupboard growing yes that was (gasps) so i i watched indian in the cupboard probably like daily because i was like my uncle did this this is like my connection and then i would watch disney movies and like uncle tom made this right and she's like no not everyone (laughs) makes all the movie there's different people on all these that is so cool (laughs) and you know that really makes a lot of stuff come to life kate that Mm -hmm. like you um i don't know it's obviously in your dna well, but also it's just the show business when people are like, oh, well, you're watching movies and that's just wasting time. Like, well, not really. That was like how I felt like I was connecting with that's beautiful something that my uncle had done. I never get to see him. He's obviously like thousands right. of miles away in California right. while I'm in Florida. But then there's people have put their time and effort into these things to tell a story, to make yeah. someone feel, you know, it's not just so that they can. That's make money true. and have the girls. That's a nice part of it. But that's so it was interesting. to tell a story. And yeah. there's someone that has to read or listen or watch that story to feel something. Like, I wow. think there's more to them. And can I just put in a little antidote? It is kind of crazy that I feel like the people that um, are in the arts, I feel like we have the opportunity to change the world. And that sounds so corny. I have um, a friend that worked um, up in Washington the Obama administration and I have a friend that Ooh. worked all the way up at the top in the RNC oh, okay now both of them are actually out of politics completely now and they both are songwriters in town they're okay? probably so glad to be out of and politics yes. now <laughs> well, what's really fascinating to me is that they both told me on separate occasions they don't know each other that I know of <laughs> that the reason they got out of politics is that it would break their heart that they would make progress in whatever direction they were wanting to do but then as soon as their person would be out of office mm-hmm. everything would you know, go the other way. Well, they said in the arts, we have the opportunity to literally plant the seeds to change the world. And for one, people don't hate you, hopefully. But <laughs> number two, those things can stay forever. Like literally, you can listen to a Bob Dylan song yeah. however many years later, and it still has an effect on the world. And that's so cool. But it's the same thing with movies, too. Yeah. Think about how many kiddos your uncle Casablanca affected still. with like, man, yes, 100%. And it's just, it is really cool. Yeah. I mean, and I think that mindset, too, can help us 
stay so freaking motivated and not getting burned out because like literally what we're doing is going to live past us which yeah. is really interesting kind of freaky is weird. But yeah. yeah it's a thing but i also love that it's like you know there's there's some people that we have lost like for instance paul walker i loved mm. paul walker so much yeah james garner like mm. some of these amazing actors it's so sad we lost them but it's like I can revisit you That's true. any day. That's true. And your family, who actually got to know you, is probably like, I'm missing dad. I'm missing grandpa a lot today. Let me put in a movie of him. And you I get, that's true. You get wow. to have them. That gives me chills. That's true. I love that. It's like, you know, Paul Walker's daughter, she can probably really just turn on a Fast and the Furious or any yeah. movie of his and be like, here's my dad. Wow. You know, it's like you have your own home videos that everyone else has a piece of and they all that's got really to feel something with you. Wow, that's literally wow, that gives me chills. Philosophy class. Well, who knows, baby? Acing it. <laughs> hey, 50 years from now, who knows? Maybe someone's going to be listening to this podcast. Literally, 50 years from now, maybe we'll be around, be maybe live. we won't. I hope we're both around, but you know. I know. 100 years. We'll say, well, even then, who knows? Something could happen. We can still be around, but I literally want to make crazy? it to 100. So, hey, I bet you're going to get there. Or actually, no, I want to make it to 109. Oh, really? Why that number? Because I'm born in 1991, so I got to see 2000 happen, and I don't want to see 2100 happen. I love that. That's literally the only reason. I love that. I saw a whole millennium change, and now I want to see a whole new century change. I I love that. I wanted to do two of them, so. I think you're going to get there. Age like Meryl, baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes, with that skincare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking care of the skincare and the body. We doing it. Yes. (laughs) And I've told my cat she's not allowed to die. She's got to go with me. My little puppy dog, my baby. They're wonderful. Part of me really wants to clone her. But then the other part of me is like, yo, there were six Jurassic Parks. (laughs) Six. One of them ended kind of well, but a lot of people still died. That is true. uh okay so a little bit off my crazy you know i spiral i love it (laughs) um do you have some productivity hacks that you really rely on for those days that you're feeling like you really need to drag yourself out of a little gloomy spot or feeling Mm. a little lazy you know i have um my little time limit on instagram for 20 minutes every day but uh that's probably the only thing that's like a straight up like app thing yeah um you know i'm always listening to uh, music to pump me up that definitely is a it is a thing um something else too uh i just really try to be like super conscious of what i'm putting in my brain Mm -hmm. whether that's like a podcast or the music or people i'm talking to environments everything it's everything and literally i literally went down to this point kate where i put my read receipts on my phone on text and maybe one day i'll have to take them off oh, yes, i don't know you told me this yes and it's because i want to be able to um literally instead of before i did this if billy bob texted me i would immediately it didn't matter what i was doing i would open up the text and immediately respond mm-hmm. um that killed productivity because like literally you'd be doing something then you get distracted right yeah and so now i literally just had that on so billy bob knows okay mary's read receipts aren't aren't they are on so she has not opened my text now she's not blowing me off and at you know four o'clock or six o'clock whenever i have like a lull in time or whatever then like you know what okay i have 20 texts right now i'm gonna respond to them all now yeah you know what's funny is since you had told me that last time when i sent you my voice messages of me crying about losing my sd card i saw it was delivered and i'm like okay cool (laughs) she'll hear it in a bit she hasn't read it yet i'm like oh i have (laughs) realized that now (laughs) it helps i mean uh it really is a thing where i 
I am so big and I want to respect people mm-hmm. like as much and I'm sure I mess it up a lot, but that at least tells Billy Bob or Sally or Kate that like, oh, Mary has not opened it yet, you I know? Mean, and I still don't try to like, like, oh, well, it's not six o'clock yet. I'm not going to answer my text messages. Like if I have a window time, I literally do it ASAP because I hate having the number on my phone, mm-hmm. you know, that where it's not opened. But like that, that really has been a game changer. Yeah. I love that. Plunker. And I've used it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't turned my red receipts on. I'm still like, no, I don't well, want anyone to know. There's but I like the knowing. <laughs> there's definitely something to be said for, you know, it could be aqua taco if you're wanting to, you know, not respond to someone. But mm-hmm. it'd be like that sometimes, you know? I was shady. I helped my mom. She didn't understand how to set up her phone. And I wanted to know whether or not she ever sees the things I send her. So I turned on her red receipts. <laughs> I love that. And I know that. for a fact she has no idea how to turn them off. That's Even hilarious. if she listens to this, she'll be like, huh, those are on? Okay, let's turn it off. She'll get lost <laughs> in those settings. That'll keep I her busy s- for a little while, honey. I have no confidence in her figuring it out. She'll be like, Caitlin, get it off. Like talking through her teeth, telling me to get it That's off. That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I have the key. <laughs> the power the savage <laughs> see this is what i mean i don't know how that woman hasn't killed me she said i was great up until five and then she could have killed me and I, it hasn't really stopped it's moments like this that's hilarious <laughs> i gave that's her four so- beautiful years and then she was just like fuck me <laughs> it was plot twist <laughs> same with the the waking up she hates me for the waking up i can't, i won't wake up i will not do it that's so adorable, though. You just, your body knows that it needs rest. Yeah, but apparently, um, I'm such a heavy sleeper that I physically will sleep through, like, the alarms could be blazing at me and I will sleep. But if someone physically tries to wake me up, I guess I do wake up and say things. They're not nice. And LOL. then when I actually wake up, I'm like, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I have no recollection that it happened. That is hilarious. But she'll be like, Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, who woke up on the bad side of the bed today? And she's like, Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Not me, you. Like 30 That's minutes hilarious. ago, you were cussing at me because I was trying to wake you up. Like, I don't remember that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the brain. Oh, we love it. Yeah, it likes sleep. Mine likes sleep. I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I I think we covered so much good stuff about today. <laughs> we really did, though. You know what's funny is, like, we've already been chatting for, like, an hour and 15 minutes now. I know. No way. Right? That's my it face, It flies too. by. I was like, there's no way. But, like, this is just what it's like when you have good conversations with good for people. Sure. I just love it. Yes. It just fuels so much of your life. So I guess that's a great way to end off on, like, the environment you make for people in your life and mm. for yourself is just, like... I don't feel like, you know, time is wasted. My life is wasted. My energy is wasted when there's really good people and really good conversation. Mm. And that's why I love having the podcast with people. It's like, girl, we've been going for an hour and 15. We're it's better been, together. What, 10 minutes? It feels like 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> and you know what? I, I think you're just crushing it. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you for, for having me on. Of course. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> and then I cannot wait to watch you grow even more because I know you will. And then Thank have you, you back ditto. for a third time. Hey, It'll be a second, but we'll know it's a third. I love that third time's a charm, baby. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> and I learned a new trait. I'm so proud of myself. Yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just blazing your own path really is all about you taking control of your mind, taking control of your day, your body, and just focusing on the positive in life and yes. know, not listening to all the negative 
That's so true. That's so true. And, you know, I think the more we lean in to remembering that, I mean, the happier we're going to be, right? And we, this world, you know, that we live in, we get to spin it at one time, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, might as well make it count. Mm-hmm. I'm sh- super grateful. And I'm super grateful that oh my we God. never would have met. so badly to have the Titanic, like, to making it count. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Again, with the movies. I always loved I movies. love that you love movies. Well, it's where it all starts. I mean, it's, it's the stories. But anyway, I sure appreciate you having me on. Of course. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank so, you. until the third time, my dear, let's just keep doing better together. Hey.